everybody. Welcome to Grace Garage Pod with Coach Jason Pridmore, presented by Bike911.com. Alex Asante is your guy. You need some help. Go visit Bike911.com. Tell him Jason Pridmore sent you for some legal stuff, especially if you're in a motorcycle accident. Guy knows motorcycle stuff. All right. Hi, Jason Pridmore. How are you, man? Good, Greg. How are you, man? Yeah, good. It's a Monday, though. It's July 3rd. We're getting ready. I know you're leaving tomorrow. Where are you going? July 4th. Uh, I'm just heading up north. I'm going to get up there a day or so early and check things out, you know, at the Monterey. And uh, Are you going to swing the club? Are you going to bring the clubs and go golfing? I might have to, yeah. Depends. Greg, I've been sick again. I got sick. I You know, I was sick before we went to the Ridge. Kind of got over it while I was up there. My mom was not feeling well here, so I ripped home Monday morning to make sure she was okay. And then I got it again. I got sick like maybe once in 15 years, and I've been sick three times this year alone, which, yeah. Anyways, must just be all the flying or some some shit. I don't know. Yeah. But, wicked, wicked strange, dude. Wicked weird. <clears throat> wicked weird. And we're going to have great, we're going to have like kind of cooler weather up in Monterey too, like you were talking about we as well, right? We certainly are. Yeah. Supposed to be like, my guess is somewhere in the neighborhood of 64 degrees, 63 degrees is a high and sunny wow. mostly at the racetrack. Because, yeah, you have Monterey, going to be 59 degrees. Then I go Salinas, and I look at Salinas, say 65, 66, and I kind of put it right in the middle because the yeah, track's right, right in between the middle. those two. Yeah. And it generally has worked out over the years. And and if anybody ever came to our booth, they'd see that Greg sets it at about 32 degrees. So it's, Cooler, it's, better. it's great. Yeah. Hey, listen, when you got as many layers as I've got built in naturally, you want to try to keep it cool. You know what I mean? It keeps up. All right, look, Jay, yeah. let, let, let's stop screwing around because I want to get to the news right away because oh, yeah. let's there's stop been some screwing stuff around. going on. There's a, lot of, there's a lot of people in the Moto America paddock who listen to this podcast. We appreciate it. And there's been some stuff going on. So yeah. why don't we get into the news presented by Arai? All right. Hey, from MotoGP to Formula One, Arai is chosen by many top riders and drivers, and this offers Arai a wealth of feedback at the highest levels of racing. Many F1 drivers and top motorcycle racers use standard Arai sizes. Just think of it. Standard Arai sizes are good enough for world champion contenders to perform at their peak under the most extreme race conditions. These are exactly the same helmet customers can buy at Arai dealers with micro-fitting options included in the helmet as well. There you go. AriAmericas.com. Go check it out. All right, Jay, right into it. The first item is, let's talk about Laguna Seca, the racetrack itself. Moto America, we're going there. We're going to preview it here in a minute. Yeah. But let's talk about what's going on. So, a SCCA was there, supposed to be there Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday, competing. SCCA is like, uh, I think, vintage cars and whatever. It's more of a racer event than it is a spectator event, I think, for the most part. And on Friday, a car burned to the ground up in the corkscrew, and it burned a hole in the racetrack. The county canceled the race for the rest of the weekend, and now people are like, what is happening? What's going to happen? As of right now, we're going for it. Uh, I've talked to Chuck Axon from Moto America. He says that the track has been fixed. Hannah Lopa just flew into Laguna on, like literally just moments ago. They saw the racetrack. She said there was a truck up in the corkscrew working on stuff. And as of Tuesday, there's some stuff going on. Okay, you're going to know about that. But as of this moment, there's no drama. From what we were told, from what I was told, 
uh, from all the information that I've been trying to gather about this situation, the hole that was burning the asphalt is brand new pavement, by the way, Jason, brand mm-hmm. new was about the size of a shoe. And so there's no dramas. The track is like ready to go, but there's this post that went around by some person. Okay. Not an official of Laguna. Yeah. Not an, not right. Not an official of Moto America or whatever. And the quote in there was, the city has decided to cancel the SCCA event this weekend, as well as many other upcoming Laguna events. And that kind of set people into a tizzy about what's going to happen this weekend. Yep. As, as of this podcast, we, we're a go. The track says the track is fine. What I've learned, Jay, is that the same people that consulted with Road America on their repave is the same company that consulted with uh, WeatherTech Raceway Laguna Seca to repave. My guess is there's not a latex modifier in it just because of the the cost associated with it and the fact that Monterey County owns it. What are you hearing on your side of things about this entire situation that really isn't a situation at this moment? What are you hearing? Ah, uh, well, you know, Saturday I got a phone call uh about maybe trying to get up there and ride the place to see sort of how it was. And they originally were going to have a rider ride there today, Monday, originally. And then it sounds like they're going to have some guys riding tomorrow. Because of the restriction on riders and that kind of thing, I don't know if they were allowed to have any Motor America riders ride. So they were reaching out to a few of us to check and see if there's a way that we could come up and ride the track and look at some things um, to make sure that it would be good enough as the weekend went on. I heard the same thing as you. I heard, you know, the SCCA, SCCA weekend got canceled. I heard that they got canceled on Saturday. I heard, I, I don't know when that'll happen. It was supposed to be Friday through Monday thing. Um, it is a big event only because I know that people come from a long way away to do this, to do these SCA. I don't know if it was the runoffs, what they call the SCCA, SCCA runoffs. I think those are at the end of the year, but regardless, um, it was important for them to be there. I feel for us, to get some rubber into the track and lay down. And with that cancellation of that event, um, there probably wouldn't be as much rubber on the track as they would have liked with us going in there. If you remember, kind of had the same situation happen at Road America. Our teams went up there three weeks or so or a month prior to us racing. And it rained all morning. They got like a couple sessions in the afternoon. Riders were kind of freaking out a little bit because there was only going to be a two-foot line and it was going to be horrendous. Well, Road America turned out to be probably the best racetrack that anybody has ever ridden on. And I'm talking anybody. All these, all the new riders, everybody in our series, me included, when I got to ride there, I could not believe how good it was. So kind of hoping the same for Laguna. You know, look, when they consult with these companies to lay down the track, and Greg, if they did cancel with the Road America people that, that laid the track down at Road America, Who's to say that they don't have the same kind of stuff or, you know, products in, involved with their paving as Road America? They very well could. We don't know. We'll find out when we get there, I guess. But I think everybody kind of freaks out. My phone's been blowing up about it. And I've had a lot of people text and call me about, oh, is it going to happen? And it's, as of right now, it's happening. Think about the money that the county of Monterey would lose if they tried to cancel this event. And, you know. I just don't see that happening. So 
a lot more will be said after tomorrow. Probably hear a lot more things about tomorrow for the guys that are going to go ride there. And um, I really wanted to go up there, but A, I'm not feeling very good. And B, I didn't have a bike right now to, to go rip laps. So I, I, I wasn't able to go up and do that. Yeah, it's ironically, it's your off season right now, isn't it? From coaching and doing all that stuff. It is. And my bike is my, yeah, my bike right now is actually just got back from Road America, Wisconsin. It got dropped off at Chuck Walla. So it's sitting in my garage at Chuck Walla, which is, you know, the opposite direction a, of Laguna. It's a, it's a, a nine hour round trip. 10 hour away. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. and sadly, yesterday, all day yesterday, I was, I was in bed all day yesterday. And that would have been the only day I could have really gone and got it. I just want to educate people a little bit on why new asphalt is such a big deal. All right. When you have latex polymer modifiers like Road America does, that's a different story from what I'm getting ready to say. And I'll, I guess I'll touch on that a little bit, but I want to be as brief as possible. When you lay down new asphalt, it's got a lot of aggregate in it. Those, the aggregate, like Jay can be like pebbles and things like that, along with the asphalt and the asphalt's mixed up with all that stuff. It's got a lot of sharp edges to it because yeah. it's brand new. Yeah. On top of that, you just have a lot of lot of um, a lot of pores. You know, a lot of empty space in there. And so what happens, and we, you know, you run into this a lot with normal racetracks, is that when you lay rubber down, uh, you know, you're you're going to have more traction because rubber to rubber is better. Well, a latex polymer modifier is basically rubber. So with Road America. They, they mix that into the asphalt. Now, it was over two times more expensive per whatever. It doesn't matter. Per square yard, per mile, makes no difference. Yeah. It's really expensive to do that. But Road America also repaid for a 30-plus year surface. And I'll explain why they did that because there's three main reasons as to why they did that. So for WeatherTech Raceway Laguna Seca, for us to be concerned about it is because they just finished repaving it. And I don't think Dunlop's had a chance to go there. and Correct. Uh, you know, take a mold of the track. So what they'll do oftentimes is literally take a mold of the surface itself and they'll be able to analyze it. They have bikes run on the track because they want to know tire wear because we have run into places before where we show up, Jay, and the hardest option tire lasts like six laps. And I mean, we had it recently, right? Like we had it at at Barber where we had to cut a super bike race from what, Jay, 20 to 16. Yeah. Is that right? Yeah. And it was fine. It was fine, but it was done precautionary because the track it was so cold that it was cold tearing tires. Yes. The surface at Barber is perfect. It's year four. It's, you know, cured. It's bedded in. It's had tons of cars, tons of motorcycles on it. It's great. There's still no real bumps to speak of. They did a fantastic job there as well. So the difference is the latex modifier up at Road America, because of Road America, Jay, you have massive temperature swings from summer to winter mm-hmm. that you don't get in Monterey. So what the latex does, imagine just like if you melted a rubber band and put it in the asphalt with a contraction and expansion of the asphalt because of those temperature changes, it helps that. It also is going to help when cars are digging in on braking and causing ripples, which we've seen before. We've gone to plenty of tracks that have that. Yep. The asphalt will actually bounce back a little bit, you know, with the rubber in it. Yeah. And then the other bit is, is you've already filled in a lot of the, you know, a lot of those pores with the rubber. So you don't have as, you don't have tires having to go as deep to fill in those holes. So for them, a 30 year plus surface, it was worth the capital investment in doing that. Yeah. We just don't know what Lagoon has done. So yep. there's always, we don't know. always a concern 
We don't yeah. know. There's always a concern we go to the racetrack because you have a couple things. One, the rubber is it's digging deep, it's filling holes, and then you have all those edges on those aggregate that are going to tear the tires up. So the test tomorrow is going to be very critical to get some information. It's not so much about speed as it is probably about just doing laps and getting the tire spun and seeing what's going to happen. Getting a generalization, yeah. I mean, it's uh, it's weird that everything gets cut as close as it does. You know, like it's kind of strange to me that last weekend was the first event that that they've or this you know this past weekend um, they were actually supposed to still be driving there. You know, today and today. and they're not. So, <clears throat> um, yeah, to cut it a little bit close like this is a little bit sketch to me. But but again, it's not a world that I know a lot about. I just know what happened at Road America. And I know that a lot of people, when they went there to go test, were getting a hold of me and saying, Jay, we are screwed. It's not going to be good when we go there and race. And it was perfect. Yeah. So it was great. And I know Laguna that is, is, what it is but like sold out, sold out, which is great. When I say it's sold it's out, great. I mean, it's like going to be a huge crowd. It's going to be stuff. amazing. Yeah. yeah. Weather's looking good. Everything's in place for a great event. So right now we're all steam ahead as of, you know, seven o'clock at night, East Coast on July 3rd, Monday. We're, 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 you know, obviously keep an eye on it. I don't, I don't know what would change. You know, I, I don't expect anything to change, but people are just so, so up in arms about it. Um, let's talk a little bit about Pedro Acosta in MotoGP because it's basically talked about confirmed that next year he's going to be riding on a KTM or a gas gas. Yeah. So your thoughts about Acosta going, cause there was a lot of chatter about, well, there's no room at KTM or gas gas, same bike, by the way, people just different body work and different colors, but so what do you think about Acosta going to MotoGP and doing it on the brand that he's kind of supposed to do? Wow. Supposed to be on. It's really interesting, isn't it? Because you you know Bender and Miller aren't going anywhere. You know that's that's not going to happen. So you got Paul Spargro and Augusto Fernandez, right? I mean, those are the two guys. Who's on the hot seat there? Like, Paul hasn't ridden at all, uh, obviously, because of his injury at first round. And Augusto Fernandez has not done a bad job. Like really? So, I mean, I guess, I, I guess he hasn't done a bad job. It's man, it's a tough world. That is a tough world. Now so, there's one other, there's one other thing though, Jay. And that is there's, there's two seats that are still up that two MotoGP grid spots yeah. that are owned by Suzuki, right? I believe Suzuki owns them. I don't know. I don't know that for sure. Is that is right? That so, true? so, so they could produce yeah, another yeah, yeah. team. So, so it could be a whole other team, Greg. Yeah, like I think there's only been 22 riders on the grid all year, not 24, and there's 24 grid spots. So, so KTM could legitimately pick two riders next year. Acosta could be one of them and then put somebody else on another one? Or they could maybe be in negotiations team. with Suzuki and getting one of those slots and have a five-rider team next year. I don't, I don't know. I don't know if that's possible. You know, there's obviously, you know, a couple of weeks ago we heard from the president of the FIM saying Suzuki's coming back. Well, if that's the case, then they would – Definitely want to hold on to their GP slots. Well, so, yeah. I mean, whew, I hadn't heard. Yeah, that. that's a weird one. Yeah, that's. that's I, I mean, that's just, I'm just pulling that out of my out of my brain. Just the yeah, way I know about yeah, GP. Yeah, yeah. That there's always that possibility if they went to five a five rider team, and I wouldn't put it past KTM. I mean, they're they're definitely not afraid of spending at this well, point. Getting a talent like Acosta on the MotoGP grid will be great as well. Um, but it would be tough because I think like, what are you going to do, Jay? So, so you leave your factory team alone, Jack, you know, Miller and Bender are Miller and Bender at this point. Correct. You're not going to mess with that. They've both gotten amazing results for, for KTM. Yeah. So you look at the gas gas team and you go, 
you if you abandon Polis Spargaro after him being as bad, like the 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 PR nightmare on that is ridiculous. Plus, I think you and I are still in the same boat with Pole. I think he's extremely talented motorcycle racer. I think that obviously the Honda was just a pile of yeah, it was trash. wasn't good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the pole thing's interesting to me. Um, they brought Folger in there, who hasn't done anything on the bike, like nothing. And they've been happy enough with Folger, so maybe he's been collecting data for them or whatever. Um, I, it, uh, do they do they put Pole back on the bike after the summer break and see how he does for a few rounds? It doesn't really seem fair to Augusta Fernandez to get kicked off. Yeah, that's a difficult one. And up until right this very second, I didn't realize that Suzuki still legitimately holds two grid spots. I didn't know that. So all that is very, uh, very intriguing stuff. I know it sounded to me in the press that like Acosta was basically saying, hey, get me a MotoGP seat or I'm going to go find one somewhere else. So, yep. which I'm that's sure that a Grassini it. or somebody would have been happy to pick him up. So mm-hmm. what do you hear about, like, you've been reading some of the stuff about, uh, you know, Rins getting the par- uh, opportunity or possibility to maybe jump ship and go to the factory seat with Quattararo if, if uh Yeah, I, I read a little bit about I just, that. I just, what do you I think? just read it, you know. All right, so so <clears throat> even reading the headline is enough for us to chew on. Would you do that if you're Rins? You know, he did win on the Honda this year, but it seems like he did it at the one track the Honda seems decent at, which is obviously Coda. Um, Honda's in a bad place. I mean, and could he help Quattararo get that bike better? You know, I mean, it's just a hard one to say. You know what I find really interesting is you you hear Quattararo and you hear Morbidelli, but you never really hear Morbidelli and Quattararo together. Like it never really seems like they're. Mm-hmm. You never Good really point. hear Quattararo go. Oh yeah, Franco and I are really trying to get this bike. Where when Renz was with mirror in suzuki they they were operating it seemed like like kind of a unit of togetherness like we got to get this yeah, bike that's together a good point. you know what i mean they definitely did and so yeah, with a guy they, like rins talk the same talk <clears throat> yeah they were around each other those things yeah you got to feel like rins kind of is the guy that you know he seems like just that kind of guy like what can we do to move the whole project forward not just one individual so you put rins with a quattararo and you think maybe those two guys get along absolutely great. So it's going to be interesting to see how MotoGP and, and where riders go. I mean, it sounds like it's all for sure that DiGiantonio has gone. So, it, you know, it's going to be interesting to see how it all sort of pans itself out. I guess SDK has been struggling with some arm pump issues as well. Yeah, here in, this. in Moto2. I don't know if he had surgery, but I haven't seen lately. But I know that he was exploring the possibility of surgery. Yeah. A little bit of a news item. Let's just talk real quick about American Flat Track, which we haven't really talked about much this year, but I have to because our girl Hannah Lopa filled in for Kristen B while she's off doing oh, nice. X Game stuff, I think. Okay. So she was at the races over the weekend, and Cody Cop wins the singles over Trevor Bruner and James Ott. Mies wins another one, Jay, six tenths of a second over Briar Bauman. So that's Indian beating KTM and the Yamahas of Dallas Daniels and JD Beach. They duked it out for third with Dallas Daniels getting the nod for the final spot on the podium. Yeah. Um, and that's that's about all the Uri news I have, unless you have some more stuff you're thinking about. <clears throat> no, I don't I, I don't really think I have any news as far as that goes. I mean, you and I are gonna we're gonna jump into World Superbike in a minute. 
and there's some definitely some interesting things going on in World Superbike that kind of there, it, it kind of almost seems like we've got a, a a MotoGP KTM style dilemma within BMW as well in World Superbike. So maybe we'll talk about that in a minute. But first, let's just mm-hmm. talk real quickly about the weekend ahead. You have brought up uh, brought us up to speed on what we know about the track. So you know we're we're moving forward. Um, we're what, you're you're coming in Thursday. I think you told me. So Thursday morning. Yeah, we got three superbike races, Greg. We got the extended race in Super Sport. We're going to end up having two Twins Cups, two King of the Baggers, and two Hooligans races. So you and I are going to be a lot busier Easy. this week as we've got we got three superbike races, Super Sport, and King of the Baggers that we're going to cover. Uh, and then obviously Greg Kramer and Raj, they will be. Uh, I don't know if Michael's coming in for. I I think Michael comes in. Michael's for this coming one. in. He's coming in. Yeah, okay, coming. so Michael Hill come in for this one as well. Yeah, because he doesn't have anything with World Superbike this week. So those three will be covering, you know, the other classes, Twins Cup and Hooligans. Um, look, first off, Laguna is one of our favorite places. I think it's everybody's favorite place to go. Uh, I say that it seems like about a few races, but Road America and Laguna, I think, <laughs> are the two. I don't know. I think Road America and Laguna could probably be classified as two of the favorite places that people go. Everything about Monterey is good. Um, I made a comment in a text message the other day to somebody and I didn't really get a response. But after what you saw at the Ridge with Superbike, do you have any big feels about what could happen at Laguna Seca? Well, that's the thing. So the, tr- the, all- the outright track record is owned by Josh Heron in terms of a qualifying, right? From 2018. Yeah. Okay. So we know he rips there. The race record, if you go to like, you know, if you go to any racetrack Wikipedia page, they only really log race lap records. That's okay. Cameron Bobier on Yamaha from 2020. Okay. Gagne's won there before. Yeah. Like, you know, it, it, Pam Peterson's gone well there. Yeah. This is one of those tracks where you go, oh, I, I really don't know. I mean, the controversy surrounding the BMW right now in Moto America, if you saw the Road Racing World post about the bracing and all that stuff, the greatest thing that Schwartz did in the Road Racing World article was he said, here's the old frame, here's the new frame. Yes, it looks like it's been braced and added material to, and here is the rule in the rule book that says they're allowed to do it. And I right. think it's great. They are allowed to do it. Yeah. So if part of what makes that bike a pile in World Superbike up to this point is because it's been a soft frame on soft tires. Now you have Dunlops, which are stiffer tires, and you have a frame, which is stiffer, and it seems to be working good for Cameron. But as much as we thought the Ridge was going to be a test and Bobia ended up winning, I think Laguna is going to be another test because we know it's a it's his home race. So you have a Cameron Bobier who's coming off of a win, Jason. Mm-hmm. He's, he's, you know, he lives right down the road in, in Roseville or whatever. He's got his new baby. His wife's going to probably be at this event. He's got a ton of family there. He's, he's very motivated. You know he loves to win in front of his family and friends. And I think, um, you know, Gagne and, and that track is going to be hard to beat. I mean, dude, I, you know, new surface. It could work really well for Heron and the Ducati as well. As long as Josh is healed up from his bumps and bruises, which I haven't spoken with him, but I would hope after a week and a half that he's, he's all right. I mean, I, I hate to be wishy-washy about it, Jay, but I have to say, on paper, I just don't know. I mean, I it just got it has all the makings of of three great races. What do you think? I'm a little bit nervous for everybody right now, and <clears throat> I never thought I'd say this, but the Cameron Bobier side of things to me 
I could see him going on a bit of a run. Like, let's just say it shocked a lot of us that he won the very first race of the year in Atlanta. Okay. And we know Gagne had some issues with arm pump and I get that. And, uh, but I think we kind of circled. All right. Well, he had some problems with arm pump. Bobier comes out and wins on the Tyler's bike. Next thing you know, next thing you know, we go to road America. We kind of circled that as like, well, he's probably going to do pretty good at road America. And he did. If that bike doesn't blow up, it would have been interesting to see how that race would have gone to the finish. Can't look at it that way. But at the Ridge, I would have said that Yamaha is going to dominate the Ridge. And I was wrong. It seems to me like these guys at Titler's BMW have figured out a way to, like, they, they've got some smart guys over there, obviously. And they've got this bike up to speed. It doesn't matter what track we go to now. And I look at it like this, Greg. We got a freshly repaved Laguna Seca where I feel like, Again, Cameron's had a lot of success there. That bike is so fast. You, I mean, even at even at the Ridge, Greg, that bike was so fast in a straight line, even on the short straights, that it, you know, he was able to keep that thing close to the Yamaha and then pass Gagne, you know, obviously. Um, Laguna, there'll be more places that he'll be able to go by that Yamaha easier, you know, whether it be the front straightaway or the straightaway between four and five or up the hill out of you know, out of turn six. I definitely think that the BMW has a, a horsepower advantage right now. And I think that they're putting the power to the ground. And I think that's what a lot of us, you mentioned the world Superbike bikes being a little bit softer chassis on softer tires. Maybe with the bracing of these, these bikes that Titlers has found a way to, um, you know, and with the Dunlops, they have found a nice mix there because I, you and I have talked off, off the podcast too, and talked about, how much better the BMWs over here look than any of the BMWs overseas. And we'll talk about World Superbike here in a minute. But I my fear right now is that Bobia could go on a little bit of a run. Like I could see him, I I honestly could see him going in there and winning two out of the three races or all three of the races at Laguna Seca. Looking at the championship, you have Gagne's 23 points ahead with five wins of yeah. Bobia, who's got three wins. So the thing is, is that Gagne had mentioned to me like, hey, look, Cameron's coming. If I don't have the speed to fight with him, I'm going to basically concede this one. I'm not going to throw it away, trying to chase him down. I'm leading this championship. You know, before going in, he was 20 point, 28 points up on Bobier going into the final race at the Ridge. The problem I see for, for Gagne is we have what? How many races do we have left? We got a bunch. We should have three, four, five. Yeah, got, like 12. Yeah, because we've got two Twel triple headers. We got two triple headers and we're halfway through the season. And then right? we got so we three, should have 12. And then three on know. top of that. Yeah, you're right. That's 12 races, Greg. 12 races. So 12 races. Let's just say it goes Bobier Gagne, right? That's two way too many points for 23. Oh, yeah. So yeah, Gagne yeah. is going to really have to start pushing. And, and, and look, the other thing too is, is that if you get to the tie, at the end of the season, you got to have the tiebreakers wins. The race wins, right? so, yeah. Yeah, so you got to be thinking about that too because these two could take it down to a single point or a tie, you know, heading into the last race of the year. So I think uh, Gagne's got to really, and, and his crew, really got to put their head down and, and come up with some solutions and start oh, they to will figure too. some things out. I mean... Yeah, there's no, there's no question. There's a good track for... It's a really good track for the Yamaha... But Jay, the thing I think you're saying is there's there's two key places at this racetrack where the BMW is going to shine. Number one yeah. is coming out of turn five and the run all the way up to the corkscrew, 
that thing seems to be torquier and more horsepower. It's got some me. power on the on the Yamaha and Richard Samboli loves the challenge. I mean, he's going to love the challenge of trying to figure out a way to to make this work. What I think I am past now is that there are going, I mean, I'm way past it, is that there are going to be tracks where Tyler is going to struggle to get that bike up to speed. I feel like if, if with what they did at the Ridge and getting him as comfortable as they did, as quickly as they did there, um, I really do feel that that there's not a place now where that BMW is not going to be competitive. It's going to be good everywhere they go. Like, yep. I don't yep. think there, there's not a place that I can foresee them having big issues. I mean, we're going to get to a place like Coda down that back straightaway, and that BMW is going to be screaming there. Do oh, is yeah. that? Do we do a triple header there or two? Uh, I know I shouldn't I, put you on no, the spot, what, but oh yeah, triple header at Coda. Yeah, we do. Is it a Coda or Jersey? Uh-uh. Jersey's the last one of the year, and we're not doing it last one of the year. I think it's Coda. Okay, so I like or dude, can you imagine doing a triple header at pit race? What yeah, I mean, yeah, but I mean, exhausted. And that Ducati ain't slow either. I mean, Heron could literally—he's still in the championship as well. So, look for our superbike; it's great. The one thing I will tell you is this: I have never heard you mention Gagne talking about a championship in the years that he's won the championship. He never talks about it ever. Nope. Never, nope. ever, ever. So now we know, you know, we know Jake's thinking about it as he should be, you know, you got to be thinking about it, uh, but he's actually verbally coming out and talking about it now in the sense that, Hey, I had to take second today. Camera was just a little bit better. I'm not going to go throw 20 points down the road by trying to catch up and, and doing something silly. So, you know, Greg, I, it's, uh, it's, it's interesting. And in super sport, I just don't see anybody beating mm. Chavi. Chavi's, He's coming to look. The only place he can be, be but he can be beaten at this track because of a pit stop problem. That and that's the one yeah. thing. You that's know, that it, the though. team's got to just be clean. That's it. I mean, I, you know, there's no doubt he's got plenty of speed. That team's sound. All that they're, stuff. They're not gonna. They're not gonna oh, screw I up. Know. Yeah. Like, I, but I agree with you. Uh, you know, look, you're, you're you're basically it, saying that it's gonna take something unforeseeable. If they're, if all bikes mm-hmm. are running and everybody's styling and everybody has a clean race, nobody's beating him. Extended race is a 55-ish minute race. 30, how many laps? 38, I think, for, for Laguna. Yeah. It's the last one of the day on Saturday. It's is one pit stop that's required. Yeah. And you have to get your pit stops done before uh, before two-thirds distance. Is that what I it think? is? Yeah. Two-thirds distance. Yeah. Yeah. Because basically they're like, hey, look, you know, once you get to once you get to two-thirds distance, the race could be called or whatever. So you got to get your pit stop done by then. So We'll see. After the first extended race, people tried their strategy and what they were going to do. Some yeah. people kind of defaulted to the old Daytona, you know, thing. But again, we didn't really get the full extent of the extended red race flags and all time. that stuff. It was the, the weather. Was well, the of, weather. Yeah, that's exactly. Yeah, right. the weather kind of came in yeah. and screwed things up. But fingers crossed. I mean, right now it's just looking phenomenal. I'm doing wicked phenomenal. Phenomenal. For the so, yeah, you expect to have really good weather. The one thing is, is that. You know, the, like when the sun starts to move a little bit, yeah. you know, when you get to those hours at like four o'clock in the afternoon, the temp drops pretty quickly. The one yeah. interesting bit that I did see, Jason, is that you're only looking at probably a 10 degree swing total, okay. meaning like if it's going to be a high of 64, the, the low is only supposed to be 55. Okay. And that's yeah. the one thing that has caught people out in late races at Laguna before 
the wind starts to pick up, the temperature will drop 10 degrees in that last race of the day. I don't see that happening this time. It looks well, the sun's going to stay up a little bit longer. And with it being a little cooler, one of the things that always happens there, especially later in the year, um, when that sun starts to go down, turn three gets a shadow over it, gets colder than everywhere else. And we see a lot of little oh, incidents right. there yeah. and that kind of thing. But I don't think that's going to be a problem. And again, um, Jay, look, we, we, we don't know about the surface too. You know, it yeah. could be one mandatory pit stop, but this extended race, look, at some teams might have to come in for two. Who knows? You know, because yeah. like, I don't know, the rear tire, like I, we, we, it's, it's, it's going to be an exciting race. It's our last extended race of the year. And then I'm sure that we'll have a talk with Moto America about what they thought about extended <clears throat> races. Are they going to yeah. do it again? Personally, I like the format. I think it's kind of cool. You know, once it's you different. and I get into racing, it's Jason, it's different. It is different. It's double points paying round and all that stuff. Um, and we get into, uh, you know, a hotly contested, uh, <laughs> a hotly contested Twins Cup too, Revit Twins Cup, Jay, where Blake Davis leads Rocco Landers by 11. And Blake is on a three, you know, three podium win streak. But dude, Rocco Landers has gone win, 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 third win. So and the and only really, reason he got third yeah, was because say, he, yeah, he won that race too. He, he, yeah. Yeah. Can anyone, can Blake Davis, is he, you know, is he going to lose the points lead this weekend? Is Gus Rodeo going to rebound? You know, again, he's in third place. He was leading it early in the season. What do you think? Well, I don't know how many of these kids listen to our podcast. You don't want to piss any of them off, but that none of them are, none of them are really close. They're not close to Rocco. Yeah. I mean, I mean, somebody's going to have to step up and go chase him down and beat him. Like that's, and, and right now there's not anybody close. Rocco is just, that good he's that good right now and um i think he broke in one race what race did he break in was it in atlanta no might have been atlanta i know rocco i know one of the races he broke so he had a that he was leading so he was leading him oh the first it was the first race he did so yes atlanta race one yeah was the one where he scored zero points because he wasn't there for daytona because he's filling in right that's right. So he started at Road Atlanta and he broke Road Atlanta race one and then hasn't lost a race since. Yeah. I mean, and the one that yes, and the one that he lost at Ridge is just because of a infraction. So, you know, these guys have had a couple of opportunities. I mean, think about it, Greg. He's eleven points out of the lead and he didn't score any at Daytona and he didn't score any at the first race in Atlanta. That's seventy five yeah. points. He and spotted he's the field seventy five points, and we know Gus had a horrendous barber, which was too bad. So, but at the end of the day, somebody's gonna have to go out and beat him on track. That's the thing. I think we have three Revit Revit Twins Cup weekends left. Maybe um, I believe you're correct, sir. I That's right. So, I mean, mm -hmm. the thing is, is that right now, for for anybody in that class, they've got to figure out a way to go after Rocco and beat him. I know that uh, we got King of the Baggers back. King of the Baggers yeah, is going to be, and that rivalry will get heated up again as far as Indian and Harley go. Um, Hooligans is going to have some animosities <laughs> after uh, after the Ridge, and Oof. Indian getting penalized for some handlebars that sound like they were an inch or two too low. So that's, you know, got some people a little upset. So there's going to be Millimeters, some, by the way. I yeah, think it's millimeters. millimeters. Wow, that's all it was, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so I mean, it, you know, you you and I both know that that is like who gives a crap. Yeah, but the rule is a rule. Hey, rules a rule. It is. That's the deal. I just, but but you know what? You know what? I, my you know opinion: what, you know what? the a, the AMA FIM should have just said, you know what? That, that's ridiculous. We're wow. going off that. I feel like it should have at 
at worst case, possibly been a points deduction. You know, like find yeah. the guys Not 15 a- points, 10 points, whatever. It shouldn't yeah. have been a disqualification. So, I mean, but the, the thing you, you got to look the, at, but the, the thing the you got to look at that what's so weird about it, G Dub, is that they probably haven't touched those bars since Daytona. Like, nobody said anything at Daytona, and then nobody said anything at uh, Atlanta. Is it Atlanta they raced they raced hooligans? I think it was. Um, mm-hmm. It's like they raced Atlanta, they raced Daytona. Nobody says anything. They raced the first. Those bars have been the same all year. So why would you disqualify yeah, it so for one race? It just seems weird to me. It it's the plane of the triple clamps where the bars are a little bit low. But correct from what I understand, there's just Indian is pissed. They are yeah. pissed, and yeah. Harley Davidson isn't in. You know, isn't in hooligans, but directly, right? They're not directly directly, involved. Yeah. But there are things being said and who knows? I mean, it's just, it's going to be very interesting to see King of the Baggers for sure. Well, it was Saddleman that put up the thing, but do they have to use a writer? So like, they just use Corey West's name as far as that goes? No, it should be, it should be the entrant. The entrant is the actual people who posted. So it would have been Saddleman. Yep. Yeah. I saw Corey's name in there and I'm like, Saw Corey's name in there, and I don't like. I don't know anything about any of this stuff other than maybe they have to know, something. To, no, like Indian protested them earlier on in the year. Well, there was a problem heard, at Daytona so. with some airbox or some shit like that at Daytona when Corey right. won, right? Yeah, and so then they. So this was kind of like you know talking about, hey, look, you're illegal. It's payback kind of a thing, and yeah, I don't know. Whatever it is, crazy. I know that it, crazy, King of the crazy. Baggers between Harley Davidson and Indian is going to be. Nuts. I just hope Indian shows up. I mean, I don't know why they wouldn't, but you know, they'll show up. Don't worry. They'll show up. It's going to be a great weekend. We hope to see you. I'm sure that there's still tickets available. I hope anyway, uh, because you know, like the cap at, at WeatherTech Raceway Laguna Seca, if I remember correctly, is 50,000 people. I know they've opened up camping spots that they like areas where they haven't opened it up before because so many of you are going to be there. So Jason and I look forward to seeing you. Um, Jason will be out on the track, you know, watching motorcycles and everything go around. Yep. Um, and uh, I'll be in the pits on Friday. So if you get out of the track, go do that. Well, with that, let's get to World Superbike. Jason Pridmore, no surprises. I mean, Bautista wins over Razgatlioglu, 3.7 seconds. Johnny Ray, 6.1 behind in third. Petrucci's fourth. Talking about race number one. Five, yeah. Fifth place was Locatelli, Lowe's, Bassani, Redding on the BMW, then Sykes on the BMW, then Garner, Vierge, Agurta. Um, Gerloff ended up in the gravel trap early with Ray and all that kind of stuff. Bautista had to fight for it at the beginning of race number one, but in in the Super Pole race, Raz Gottliagu ends up beating Bautista by three-tenths of a second. Johnny Ray was half a second behind. Locatelli, Petrucci in fifth. Lowe's in sixth, Gerloff in seventh, Pisani, Redding, Odal, Agurda, Ray, Likawona. In race number two, it was Bautista 2.6 over Raz Gatliaglu. And his first world super bike podium is Petrucci. Uh, he's 7.9 seconds back. And Redding was right behind him by 1.2 seconds. Johnny Ray was fifth. Lowe's was sixth. And those two, <clears throat> excuse me, were separated by just four tenths of a second. Locatelli yeah. in eighth, Gerloff in ninth, Odal, Agurda, uh, Gardner in 12th, Ray, Lakawona, and Hafiz Cyrene. All right, Jay, what did you make of the weekend in World Superbike? World Superbike. 
Well, they, you know, basically coming into it, it was the fact that Ducati hasn't won there since 2011, which just seems crazy to me. But you got to remember, Sykes, did, went, Sykes and Ray both went through their years where they were just dominant there. Um, you know, so, and, and, and Top Rack as well lately. So they go there, Batista. Look, the longer the race is, the better it is for him. So it really he, seems like he's so good with the tire, isn't he? Yeah, he he doesn't have to do anything. That's the thing. Is yeah, it's true. like, right. yeah. and I I'll get to it. I'll get to one in a minute with. Uh, it, I saw a funny post that you'll like, um, but basically, when you start to look at it, Batista could just kind of do his thing, and then he he ends up, uh, you know, lets everybody just keep kind of ripping around, and then. But do you see the ease in which he passes people? It's not, it's, again, it's, congrats, full props to Ducati. I love it. It's great. But it's, it's, it's not a even playing field over there right now. That's the hardest thing to, to watch. And I've been to Donington. I've never got a chance to race it. But the front straightaway there, Greg, is not that long. It's not like a super long front straightaway. And the ease in which he goes past top rack down the front straightaway is, is, it's almost kind of embarrassing. You would think that the mm. the way the rules are that it would be a little harder than that. But um, <clears throat> I think it's funny too that Batista just refuses to recognize that he's got that big of an advantage over everybody. That's what I think is funny. Like I saw one of his quotes that said basically people can't complain this week because I didn't win every race. And it's like <laughs> it's <laughs> like really okay. Really? But look, yeah. he is right now. I'm not going to say that he's the best rider. I'm going to say that he's on. He is a tremendous rider, and and he's a tremendous, tremendous rider on the best bike out there. And that's what you're seeing right now with him. And he's he's doing an incredible job. Um, so with World Superbike, what do you talk about? Like, I think there's some interesting points here know. to talk about. Yeah. I like the fact that Axel Bassani's fifth in the championship, and he finds a way to finish these races and kind of plugs along on his weekends. I also would give a little bit honorable mentions to a couple guys. I thought seeing Garrett running up there in fifth place at the start of the second race for as long as he did. Yeah, he went backwards, but <clears throat> he was a little bit more racy. The BMWs seemed a little bit better. Is it a Donington Park thing? I don't know. Uh, but Redding, we were talking earlier about KTM, weren't we? And how, mm-hmm. like, what's really weird is BMW has gone and signed Top Rack. And it sounds like VDM is back. And it sounds like Gerloff is back. I don't know about Baz, but Redding is kind of like this. He was supposed to be their A rider. Now we're kind of going like, well, what is he going to do? So I talked to Steve English today, and I'm I'm not going to give in what he told me because I don't know if it's stuff that should be put out there yet. So it'll be interesting to see kind of what happens. You're a bastard. You're I a know. dumb bastard. Is that bad? That you I haven't even that? told me this crap, you jerkweed. No, I haven't told That's you. Why we haven't? Yeah, I. You know, the thing is, it'll be interesting to see kind of what happens because you look at it and World Superbike's interesting right now because you got five BMW riders vying for four seats now, and Redding's contract is basically, I think, up to him, and it'll be interesting to see where that goes. So I don't know where that ends up or who maybe gets left out, but I get like, I think I've. <laughs> I've been saying for a while that I don't think Rinaldi should be the second guy at Ducati. So who are they going to bring in? And it seems like Bassani has ruined that chance for himself with some of the stuff. I mean, the kid wants it really bad. I'd sign. 
I'd sign Bassani over anybody else right now on a Ducati. Danilo rode really well this weekend. Cannot take a thing away from him. He did a good job in Superpole. He got in behind Batista in Superpole and ended up qualifying really well and turned those into good results this weekend for him and his team. I think it was the first time Barney's been on the podium since. Do you know who the last guy to put it on the podium for them? Chaz Davis? Chavi Forrest. No. Chavi. Yeah. Hey, I told Chavi. I heard heard the boys talk about that. So that's pretty cool. Um, mm-hmm. you know, so, so Danilo rode great there. Now they're going to Imola next. And then I think they have, they have Mizano and most coming up. So, you know, if Danilo could, could do what he did, you know, at Donington for the next two or three rounds, maybe you see him jump into that seat. Um, I think Honda's in a world of trouble still. Like, they I mean, are. I just think they're in a world of trouble. I don't think that it gets spoken enough about the world Superbike program being in the trouble it's in. Um, only because MotoGP program is in yeah. complete disarray. So, so again, it's a little bit of a scary thing. Um, until they get a a a complete A list rider on that Honda, you don't really know where it's where it's at. But they're four or five years into that program now, and it's not really done anything. You know, Johnny Ray go back to Honda. I just don't see it. I you know that's what they need. That's what they need. They need Johnny didn't think Ray about it till, Didn't think about it till right now when you said A-list rider. But that's what they need. We should talk to Chuck Axlund about that this weekend. <clears throat> hey, Chuck. I'll let you do it. <clears throat> what? Talk to Chuck. You give Chuck. Yeah, you, you, can, <laughs> you have a little chat with Chuck. Yeah, I'll have a little chat with Chuck. Let him know what I think, you know? Yeah. I agree with you, dude. That. It's just, I mean, I agree across the board. It's going to be interesting to see. There are some rule changes I've heard that are on the horizon. Like, it's... Scott Smart ends up getting edged out of World Superbike in terms of being technical director and things are starting to kind of sneak in and it's becoming, you know, as someone quoted to me, what they think is the Wild West out there. So rule changes are going to be very interesting, but I think there's, uh, I think balancing should happen without weight. I just don't think the weight thing, I just think balancing I don't think should happen. You can put as much weight as you want on Batista's bike. I just don't see nah. it happening. No, 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 no. I mean, I unless you're going to put it right over the rear tire and really blow it, I don't think. And speaking of Ducati, Jay, thing, yeah, yeah, in World Supersport, Bulaga goes just just he cleans up. He goes the does the double one point two over Manzi, Montella. So yeah. look, the old guard and the new guard still racing it up, but the Penegali V two man, it goes it goes Ducati Yamaha R six Ducati Ducati Yamaha R six. Yeah. And then if you go to race number two, it's Bulaga, Montella, Caracasulo, Ducati, Ducati, Ducati. Yeah. And then you have yeah. Hertas, hey, who is on Ducati's, the ZX6, then Manzi. And, yeah. They're just dominating across the board. Ducati's doing a great – they've done a great job. They've – hey, look, they're playing to the rules, whatever their rules you know that, that have been written, and they're dominating everything right now. You could take nothing away from them. You can't take anything away nope. from them. They're doing a great job. Ducati is – leading in every category right now it seems and um they've done a nice job with their motorbikes and they've got some special some special bikes so championship right now world superbike alvaro's 357 he's almost got a 100 point lead on top rack and then you got locatelli running third which is great i mean when was the last time johnny ray wasn't top three in the championship johnny's fourth axel bassani fifth rinaldi boy by the way how bad of an accident was that tom sykes got sent over the Top pretty big and 10 ribs. Both, I heard 
Oh, Tem Reds and a couple of them broke in two places. Oh my God. <clears throat> I can't I mean anybody that's done a rib knows how it is. It's not nice. It's brutal. For a long time it's brutal too. Yeah. And that guy and Tom, hey, he rode spring chicken. And, and he rode great. I mean he, he led mm-hmm. Redding all the way to the last lap of the of the of race one. And um yeah, but Ronaldi's six in the points right now. I, I I'm glad to see he's okay from what I understand. So that's nice to see. Alex is uh, Alex Lowe's is seventh. Petrucci, Dominic Agurda, Chevy Vierge. I mean, I'm looking down the list here. It's like Remy Gardner hasn't really done anything this year, right? I mean, no, Mm-mm. not really done anything. Um, gosh, Nico Lecaone is twelfth. Chevy Vierge is tenth. It's just it's it's uh. All the championships are very, very difficult right now. They are very, very difficult. But there's yep. a couple surprises. So, anyways. And yeah. they get racing again. I don't even know. Let's see. When does World Superbike get racing again? They go they to go... Imola, don't they? Check. Do they go, go check, check first or do they go Imola? No. I mean, on my calendar, I have them as check uh, during our Brainerd weekend. So, we have Laguna. Oh, they and got they have a long two weekends off, off huh? and and then Brainerd. So they go Czech, Silverstone. They go. No, you're looking at French. MotoGP. No, I'm looking at. They, no, they don't go to. Super. They don't go to Silverstone. Silverstone's. Oh, sorry. Yeah, no, no, you're right. Yeah, no. So Czech, World Superbike goes to. I think they go they to the Imola French at some round. point. They go yeah. to Magni Core. Yeah. Then they go to. Are they going to? Um, supposed Indian? to go to most. That's MotoGP. They go to Aragon. Yeah. yeah. Then they go. Yeah, the next round, Greg. The next round they go to is Portuguese. Round seven's Argentina. in Round seven's in Imola, July fourteenth through sixteenth. So your schedule's all oh. jacked. They go uh, yeah, round seven. Know. They go to know. Imola. Then they go to. Uh, then they go to most. Then they go to. Then they go to France for Manicor. So Interesting. I wonder if they added that. I do. I use that link or whatever that just populates my <clears throat> calendar with MotoGP, BSB, uh, yes. a, and yeah. they don't have it in there. I'll have to add it in there. Um. Anyway, yeah. um. Oh, so that's that. Let's talk about some pro moto because we've been following Jet Lawrence and his perfect season. And guess what, Jason? It Did continues. It yeah. High point. He <clears throat> does it again. He smoked it. So, Red Bud. Looks like quite the. Did you Did you announce it, Red Bud? No, I wasn't allowed to announce at Red Bud. That's the next one coming up this weekend. And, and that was uh, Tim Cotter always was like, dude, that's my that's my spot. So wow. I wasn't allowed to go to that one. Watch well, where they were this I week. I heard that this last week. No, they were at high. They were? I thought they yeah. were at high point. No, they're at Red Bud. Red Bud. They're at Red Bud this last weekend in Michigan. You know what they did there? It looked pretty cool. I saw I saw a little bit of it on TV. They did like a they did like a special anniversary thing for um so they had like Mark Barnett was there on his 125 that he won the championship on in like the 70s. And hmm. Moto's Moto's cool like that. Like Moto does cool stuff like that where they bring in a lot of the old older guys and they they really kind of like they show a lot with their history. It's pretty cool. Ferrandis ended up second on the day. Chase Sexton ended up third on the day. Those guys split second and third place finishes. Plessinger was fourth. Jason Anderson on his comeback was fifth. He ran five seven. Garrett March Brinks sixth. Norn Nicoletti. Uh, Jose Butron and Cianciarello ended up 10th. AC took out uh, Masterpool in the first moto. 
which was a shame. Those guys were like running second and third or third and fourth. And I uh, saw an AC's thing that, you know, he, he took full responsibility. My bad. I screwed up, took him out. So Masterpool had a tough day, but that was your finishers. But Jet Lawrence was, you know, a gone, just gone again. And then hmm. in uh, in the 250 class, G-Dub's hmm. boy, Hayden Deegan, he ended up he ended up going 2-3 to get the overall. Levi Kitchen went 7-1, and Cooper went 4-4. Uh, it was interesting because Hunter Lawrence got, got into a big wreck. He had won the first moto, and big crash at the start of uh, the second moto with, with uh, Reynolds. I can't remember who the other guy was, but so – they tightened up the points in that class, but Hunter Lawrence ended up going uh, first and 40th because he didn't finish. So RJ Hampshire, fifth with a 3-7. Volan Shimoto Hamaker, Hunter Lawrence, and Daxton Bennett in his first pro race, Greg. He rode for Star Yamaha. He ended up 11th. He actually qualified quickest in that. So, yeah, so those guys are rolling on this next weekend. I forget where they go this next weekend, but – um uh they go to southwick ah yes yep so, so promoto's on it yep promoto's on it there's still a ton of racing left there next week we will talk obviously laguna seca yeah what happens there three superbike races to talk about and all the other stuff we we've been talking about and then we'll talk some pro moto of course moto gp is still on their break they just started their summer break so and then i believe next weekend jay we'll have world superbike and you know like next the following weekend we'll have world superbike thank yeah. goodness to talk about yeah well, uh, world but yeah so we'll, we'll, yeah mm-hmm. maybe we'll get stevie on to fill us in on some of the stuff that's going on i think mid-season silly season stuff would be fun to have stevie fill us in on and um yeah, I think uh, there's there's definitely some interesting things that are going on in World Superbike. So it'll be fun to talk to him about that. And uh, listen, if you're coming to Laguna Seca, let's enjoy our let's have a great weekend. I think it's going to be I think it's going to be a lot of fun up there this weekend. It's going to be fun to see so many people. It's always kind of like a home race for me, so I get to see a lot of people that I know, which is great. And if you see Greg and I running around the pits, don't be shy. Come over and say hi. And uh, other than that, hey, everybody have a safe July 4th tomorrow, and we'll be talking soon. All right. Later, everybody.